This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Ah, uh, yes, demisexuals. As we all know, uh, they are only attracted to Demi Lovato themselves. My name is Alex, I use they Z pronouns, and this is Stride with Pride. Hello and welcome back to Stride with Pride. I hope you've had a fantastic however long it's been since you listened to the last episode. Trying out a slightly different setup this time, so maybe the sound's a little more dampened? Let's find out! (laughs) As a content warning here, there is a lot of discussion of sex and some discussion of casual sex. Um, There's nothing really in detail, um, but there's also some discussion of me in this context, so if that is going to make you uncomfortable, don't, don't listen to this episode. You're welcome to skip it. On this week's episode, we are going to talk about demisexuality, and this is something that I've sort of recently realized I am, so I've done a lot of research on it recently, so I thought I would do an episode about it, because it isn't often talked about that I've seen. Like, they're on the hashtags on a bunch of social media sites, there is a bunch of stuff for specifically asexual people, but isn't really that much for demisexuality. So I thought I'd talk about it today. What is it and how it works and some experiences as well as some things to figure out if you might be demisexual as well. So let's begin. So what is demisexuality? Well, it's a sexual orientation in which you are only able to feel sexual attraction after an emotional bond, usually quite strong, has been formed with someone. So this bond can be romantic, platonic, queer platonic. It is not limited to romantic attraction or a romantic bond. It just has to be a strong connection with someone. So basically you have to know them really well and to be able to feel the sexual attraction at all. So it's not just like, oh, you just need to get to know someone before you have sex with them. It's like you legit don't feel any kind of sexual attraction so you're essentially ace until you have that strong connection with them. And often there's like a, a switch moment, like they do something really stupid, um, make a, a dumb joke or I don't know, they're just there and you're suddenly like, oh, damn it. Ah! <laughs> uh, at least that's how some people have described it to me. But yeah, it's an identity on the ace spectrum, asexual spectrum. And essentially you're asexual until you're not, until you experience that sexual attraction Um, because you legit just don't feel the sexual attraction until you do. (laughs) And it doesn't mean you still can't feel other types of attraction. So you can still feel romantic attraction, so wanting to date someone, platonic attraction, wanting to be friends with them, alterious attraction, where you're not entirely sure whether it's platonic or romantic or what kind of attraction it is, queer platonic attraction, so um, similar to romantic but not romantic, sensual, which is potentially wanting to be physically close to them, but not in a sexual way, and aesthetic attraction. So you can still be like, you can still be like, wow, that person looks really cool. Or even like, wow, I can, I understand that that person is physically appealing. But it's like, you just don't have that want to have sex with them kind of thing, you know? Um, And also important to note that demisexuality is like an altering on asexuality. So you're, you're always demi something sexual. So 
like the demi is the how much attraction you feel and the conditions for feeling sexual attraction, but um, you also have a label, if you want to, um, for who that sexual attraction is felt for when you do feel it. So, like, you could be demi-pansexual or, you know, demi-homosexual or any other kind of label there. Um, so demi is just a modifier, essentially, of the conditions in which sexual attraction is felt. And as mentioned in the asexual episode, I think it was the ace arrow experience um, episode that I did, this sexuality is about attraction, not action. So... People on the ACE spectrum can still do sexual acts um, and, you know, even get pleasure out of them or doing them, but that's action, not attraction. So you can still do those things and not be attracted to that person. And that doesn't mean that you're shallow or you don't, you're only using people for it. Um, It's just what it is. You know, you don't feel the sexual attraction until you have a close emotional bond with someone. And it is such a vast spectrum, so the definition can be kind of blurred and what constitutes a strong emotional bond is just determined by the person. And if the label feels right for you, you are allowed to claim it, even if that might change later, you know? You're valid in identifying it with it and no one's going to tell you off for not being this because only you, only you can truly know what you experience and the community will welcome you with open arms. Even if you turn out to be wrong later, and that's okay, because humans are fluid, everything's fluid, just be nice to people. <laughs> so when I was doing my preliminary research into it, where I was like, oh, hmm, <laughs> I found this really cool table that sort of explained different types of attraction and desire to me. And so it's on the Avon website, A-V-E-N, which is all about asexuality. Um, I actually saw it on Instagram first, but then I looked it up. And it's called the Primary versus Secondary Sexual Attraction Model. And it's essentially a table that has primary attraction, secondary attraction, primary desire, and secondary desire um, across the top. And down the side, it has sexual, demisexual, and asexual. And it sort of talks about the differences in experiences and which ones these people experience or people with these identities experience. So it says that primary attraction is a sexual attraction to people based on instantly available information, such as their appearance or smell, um, which may or may not lead to arousal or sexual desire. So this is what people usually mean when they say someone's hot. So it's like you see someone and you're like, wow, I would like to potentially theoretically have sex with them. That is a nice person's body and I can imagine that happening and would like it, which I had to look up um, (laughs) because I'm (laughs) demisexual because I was like, I feel like I knew that, but also I thought I experienced that, but um, I don't know that I actually did because of normativity, which we will get to later. And secondary sexual attraction is a sexual attraction that develops over time based on a person's relationship and emotional connection with another person. So this is the one that demisexual people have, but they don't have primary sexual attraction. And here on the table, it says that asexual people don't experience either because they don't experience sexual attraction. Um, and then it has for desire, it has primary sexual desire is the desire to engage in sexual activity for the purposes of personal pleasure, whether physical, emotional, or both. Whereas secondary sexual desire is the desire to engage in sexual activity for the purposes other than personal pleasure, such as the happiness of the other person involved, 
or the conception of children. So doing it for a purpose other than your own enjoyment because you want to do it. Um, and demisexual people can experience both of these as well. Um, and it says here on the table that asexual people don't experience that either, um, but I don't think that's necessarily the case. Like, it can be the case for some, but asexuality is a broad spectrum and some asexual people like doing sex because they like it and enjoy it and they get pleasure out of it. Um, so important to note, just a little critique on that. But yeah, so essentially demisexual people experience secondary attraction. So sexual attraction that forms after having close bond with someone, but they don't experience primary attraction. And I found this really useful when I was coming to terms with it. I was like, wow, it actually like explains it in more detail than some other posts did. And that's not to shame the other people who did the posts. It just explained it in a way that my brain understood. So I came to realise that I'm demisexual. Uh, I think it was like a month ago now. But I saw a video um, of someone saying that they were demisexual and um, what that is like for them, what that means for them. Um, and one of the things they mentioned was not wanting one night stands or dancing with strangers at clubs or kissing random people, which absolutely no shame to people who do that. Like, you're valid no matter what you do with your sexuality and your body. But like, my my brain was just like, people, people enjoy that? Like, I don't know, I just didn't quite click I guess, like, I'd always seen it in movies and stuff, and I knew that people did it in real life. I'm like, wait, but, like, people, like, actively seek that out and want to do that and want to enjoy that, and they do, which was kind of crazy to me. But, like, I, I already knew that I wasn't really, like, a, a party person or whatever, like, in, in, the, in that kind of sense. So, like, I just thought that was, like, a normal thing, um, which, like... The, the video is sort of, in a way, conflating hypersexuality with it. But, you know, researching into it more <laughs> and, like, actually, like, looking up what hot meant and also asking, like, my allosexual friends. Um, allosexual, for those who don't know, is people who ha experience primary sexual attraction. And asking them, like, wait, can you explain this to me? Like, what does it feel like? Um, and I was like, oh, no, I, I don't do that hmm because um, like it was just baffling to me because I was like wait but like you, you you could have sex with someone random like you don't know them at all what <laughs> it was baffling to me and like this is absolutely no shame to anyone who does one night stands or anything like that you're totally valid it just didn't click in my mind like I knew people did it but I was just like oh it's not for me but I didn't realize like Oh, that might be might be a reason <laughs> for that. You know, looking back, there were lots of signs or things that maybe should have made me realize, but like I didn't I just thought it was normal and cuz it was who I was, which like it is. Um but it's because I'm demisexual. <laughs> so we're now getting into the experiences portion so I'll talk about some of mine and then some experiences I've seen around so if this sounds like you maybe it is you <laughs> also I just want to note like demi-romanticism exists as well and it's essentially the same it's just with romantic attraction but I am to my knowledge romantic demisexual so I'm going to be talking about that more because that's the focus of this episode so I really probably should have realized, but I had a lot of allonormativity just like in my head and I was doing things because I thought it was what happened. It's just what you did societally. It was societally expected. And sometimes I'd be like, okay, I'm on a date with someone. So now I kiss them or like, you know, it was just like, oh, this is what you do now. But it wasn't motivated from like sexual attraction within me, you know, and 
Yeah, no, realizing that um, and looking back at, you know, past um, relationships and stuff, it's like, oh, huh, because I know that I experienced that in my current relationship and, like, being able to notice the actual, like, feelings and, and differences with that as opposed to some past relationships, I'm like, oh, hmm. <laughs> I didn't actually like them. Maybe that's why the relationship didn't last longer than a couple weeks. Um, because it just rushed in and I didn't actually have anything there. I was just like, oh, cool, this person likes me. I must like them as well. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, so um, something that made me think about that is um, someone called Zoe Stoller on Instagram, so at... Z-O-E-S-T-O-L-L-E-R um, on Instagram, um, posted a photo, um, and underneath the caption was all about their demisexuality, and um, I was called out by that. Um, essentially, it was what I was talking about, like, you know, rushing into relationships because uh, someone says that they like you or you, you know, feel the vibe that they like you, and you're like, well, I want a partner, um, so why not? You know, as opposed to like, yeah, I want to do that. It's just like a, yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> um, oops. Um, I apologize to anyone who I have hurt in the past because of that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it, it's it's sort of confusing. Like I like looking back, it's like I don't remember if I experienced attraction or if it was just like nerves because I felt like I had to do the thing because it was expected. Um, and it wasn't like I was pressured into anything. It was just like in my head, the allonormativity was like, oh, it's expected that you feel like this. This is how it works. But it doesn't have to work like that. <laughs> um, oh, and to clarify, allonormativity is, it's, it's sort of like heteronormativity. It's the idea that everyone experiences sexual attraction, primary sexual attraction, and wants to do all these things and and also like a common thing um that I've seen around and also for me is like not having a celebrity crush because you don't know them and um and like just picking one who I liked um and like as someone who I liked their work or liked what they did and I looked up to them um but I would just like say I had a crush on them when people like asked um which uh, I've seen is quite a common experience in lesbian people and uh, gay men as well, for monosexual queer people to fit into heteronormative society. <laughs> and, like, because you don't have a relationship, right? So, like, and it's also confusing when you talk about crushes because it's like, I've only literally just realized, like, two days ago, like, what the actual difference for me feels like between romantic attraction, wanting to date someone, and sexual attraction, wanting to have sex with someone. Because it's like, oh, no, I have had crushes on my friends who I don't want to date, but, like, I would. I, I, you, mm, I would. And then that, like, feels completely different to when you want to actually date someone. And I've only just figured out what that feels like in my body, and it's difficult to explain, but it's nice to know, I guess. <laughs> also, I was confused for, like, a really long time um, about the difference and crushes, like, I, I always thought that crushes were, you know, sexual and romantic together, but, like, I think I finally actually understand the difference in feeling between them, and you can, like, I 
know now that I can have crushes that are romantic or sexual and not necessarily both at the same time, which is interesting to note. I really treat myself as a scientific experiment, you know, like, oh, wow, specimen has developed an awareness of this thing. Oh, interesting. Also, just the concept of, like, having a type that was physical was really confusing to me. Like, a lot of my friends had, like, a physical type. So whether that's tall or, um, you know, uh, dark hair or tall, curly, dark hair and very funny. Um, (laughs) Calling out one specific friend. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, no, that was really confusing to me because, uh, you know, my type or whatever was always personality based and that's no shame to the people who have a physical type they don't control that but it was just so strange to me that people had a physical one and that should have been a tip off (laughs) and it can also uh, another common experience is like doing casual sex um but not feeling anything with it like it's like yeah I guess I would like I wouldn't mind doing it if it happened but like it's not like a sexual desire like wanting to do it with that person you know it's not like a a want it's just I'll do it um so that 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 it could have been a tip-off um and also like dating apps just aren't it and I was always trying to you know be friends with them first like I it was just weird if someone came on to it with sex first which is the case for a lot of people um but I would literally only look at their profile like I look at their picture and I'm like yeah I mean they seem cool um if they have like stuff about their interests on there or like you know they have needs to have a full bio if I'm gonna do anything and even then it's only gonna be like talking about interests and stuff and like it would be a long time of talking before I would actually decide if I would meet them like that hasn't happened yet so I that isn't really the vibe um, for me. <laughs> um, so I'm going to talk more about some common demisexual experiences as well. Um, so a lot of people say that, um, like I said, there's a switch moment, you know, um, and that is when someone does something small and suddenly you're like, oh, God, they're hot now, uh, which is really unfortunate because generally that's a close friend. Um <laughs> Because you don't form it until you've had a close emotional bond with someone. Um, generally, it can, like it, it, the time really varies. Like sometimes it can be like weeks, sometimes months, sometimes even years it takes to develop. Like it's it's the whole big spectrum. Um, but it can be really inconvenient when it's a close friend. And I've also seen um, there's actually a lot of there's a lot of self resentment um, within that, like wanting to be normal quote-unquote um to be able to date people and like know that you experience it straight off the bat but like and then sometimes being rejected for it because people don't quite understand it or they need that to be part of their relationship which is which is valid um but it can create a lot of self-resentment from that and if you've had sexual attraction in a relationship um and then a breakup happens it can sometimes feel like you're never gonna feel like that again you know like it can be really difficult dealing with that and you know because it takes such a long time to develop it can be incredibly isolating because you're like 
will I ever feel like that again? Um, and that can create a real struggle in your mind. And sometimes it can make you feel like an inconvenience and you're wasting people's time if you're dating them because you, you don't know if you're going to be attracted to them or not. And like I've said before, you can still have sex with people even if you don't experience sexual attraction. Like asexual people do that as well. But it can be difficult for some people. And dating apps just don't seem to work. <laughs> like I said, like you don't, you, you want to be friends first. Um, and a lot of people on dating apps are looking for hookups, which is, can be really frustrating. Because um, you want someone who's going to be able to understand you and your dating pool is smaller because of that. Which is really frustrating. <laughs> Um, and sometimes, you know, you can have the desire to want to do casual sex in theory, um, but then actually imagining doing that with people, um, like people you don't know, it's like, ah, uh, and it's just completely not a thing anymore. <laughs> and for some people, so demisexuality is a modifier, um, but you can also be heterosexual as well, so you can be deeming heterosexual. Um, and a lot of demi-heterosexual people don't quite feel like they fit in the queer community um, if they're not otherwise queer because they feel like they're stepping on people's toes because they're otherwise cis-het. But because of the demisexuality, they are part of the community. And if you're listening to this and you are otherwise cis-het but also demisexual, you are a valid part of the queer community. Asexuality is included, all of the asexual spectrum. So you are part of this and don't don't feel like you'll be shunned for it because you will be welcomed. And a, a problem with the queer community is often it is forced by society, but it, it can be quite hypersexualized. Um, and a lot of queer spaces are hypersexualized. So queer bars, gay bars and things like that, there's a lot of hypersexualized stuff, um, which is a problem for a lot of people, so queer youth, um, people in the A spectrum, people who don't like to drink, people who just don't want to stay up that late. Um, it can be really inaccessible, so it can be hard to feel like you fit in with that. So for some people who think this might be them, um, but they have some reservations, here's a couple of just some, some things that might be holding you back. Um, so some People might be like, oh, I think I might be demisexual, but I get crushes on fictional characters, um, which can be actually quite a common experience. So, you know, when you're reading a book or watching a show with a fictional character, you get to know them in depth. You get to know their, their mindset and um, everything about them, you know, and so you could form sexual attraction from that, and that doesn't make you any less demisexual. You've still formed that bond and and maybe it's a parasocial relationship um because these people unfortunately aren't real um, <laughs> um but you feel like you know them intimately so you can still be demisexual and get crushes on fictional characters and um a common one i had and i know a lot of people have is you know how long is long enough and like i've said it's up to you it's a broad spectrum if you feel like you have a close emotional bond with them that's long enough, you know? It is entirely up to the person, and you are the only one who can say who you are, you know? 
And lastly, I just want to go over a couple misconceptions um, of demisexuality. So there is a misconception that um, demisexual people are sex averse. Like I've said, not necessarily. It's a vast spectrum and you can still have sex even if you don't have experienced the attraction. Um, And there's a misconception that it is the same as celibacy. Not true. (laughs) It is not a choice to not feel the sexual attraction until you have the close bond with someone. Um, And it's not the same as everyone else, you know. Um, Allosexual people may experience sexual attraction at first, but they don't act on that until they know the person better. Demisexual people literally do not experience the attraction until they have the close emotional bond. So that's the difference between attraction and action, like I was saying before. So I hope you've enjoyed learning about demisexuality um, and learning about this asexual spectrum identity. Um, People who know me in person um, hear um, some stuff about my sex life, I guess. (laughs) Um, Anyway. Um, So I hope you've enjoyed learning about that, learnt a bit more, and um, you're welcome Um, if... I've uh, spurred on a questioning crisis about that. Um, Suffer and learn. Good luck. (laughs) For today's creator spotlight, I am going to spotlight Zoe Stoller. Um, The person who I mentioned earlier, um, they have a lot of educational content on their Instagram um, about all all sorts of um, identities within the queer community. They do brief histories, they do mental health content, they they explain different identities, they have a post about creative ways to come out, um, and a bunch of different, you know, Q&A things and how to use different pronouns, um, a bunch of, a bunch of wonderful stuff, and they're also really adorable. Um, so you should go check them out. <laughs> But that is all for this week's episode of Stride with Pride. I hope you've had a good time learning about some stuff. Um, And like I said, good luck if you think this might be you. (laughs) And welcome if it is. Um, Don't forget that you are a wonderful, amazing person and you deserve to be loved for who you are. And you do not need to change yourself to be loved because you are deserving of love just as you are and you are a wonderful amazing human being don't forget to spread your joy i'll see you next time bye for more episodes use the accessmedia.nz app for ios and android devices or subscribe to this podcast via spotify iHeartRadio, or apple podcasts this free fm podcast was brought to you with support from new zealand on air